Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Andrew Graham from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Devin. U.S. President Joe Biden has arrived in Canada. Yes, and the president has a busy day in Ottawa where pomp and circumstance around Parliament Hill could give way to news on green energy, migration, and Haiti. Now, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will greet Biden late this morning for a welcoming ceremony with dignitaries and party leaders on Parliament Hill. They'll have a bilateral meeting next and another with Trudeau's cabinet before Biden gives a speech in the House of Commons and the two hold a joint press conference. First Lady Jill Biden, Jill Biden rather, has a separate program alongside Trudeau's wife, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, but the two couples will join hundreds of other guests for a dinner at the Canada Aviation and Space Museum. Now, Biden and Trudeau are expected to discuss trade policy and green energy, as well as ongoing work to reform refugee policy in the hopes of fewer irregular crossings at Roxham Road in Quebec. They are also expected to discuss the security situation in Haiti. The Ontario budget has been released. And it's an optimistic one. Ontario plans to start posting budget surpluses in a year, leaning heavily on booming revenues to outweigh increased spending on health care, which includes boosts to hospitals, home care, and the medical workforce. Finance Minister Peter Bethlen-Falvey says his plan shows that it is possible to balance the budget while still investing in areas such as health care, housing, and highways. His budget shows that in the fiscal year starting next month, Ontario expects to run a $1.3 billion deficit before eking out a small surplus of $200 million in 2024-25, followed by a $4.4 billion surplus the following fiscal year. Now, finance officials say that progression is partly due to increasing revenues. Ontario expects to end this year with about $200 billion in revenue, more than $20 billion higher than it projected at this time last year, thanks to higher-than-expected levels of inflation and economic recovery. Now, municipalities hoping to see money to offset the elimination of some development fees will be out of luck. There is no new funding or plan in the 2023 budget to help cities who have been tasked with building hundreds of thousands of new units without the added revenue of those fees. The Association of Municipalities of Ontario has previously said communities could be short about $5 billion as a result of Ford's housing legislation. Let's change our focus over to the weather because uh, the day tomorrow may not be the greatest. It really may not because we're likely in for an icy, rainy and windy start to the weekend, Devin. Environment Canada has issued a special weather statement for all of southern Ontario, including right here in London and Middlesex County. Now, forecasters say it's possible a storm system may bring freezing rain and strong winds our way tomorrow morning. They expect it to start as a brief period of freezing rain or snow before a more sustained stretch of the icy precipitation takes hold. It could last a few hours and leave us with a few millimeters of ice buildup before it turns into rain tomorrow afternoon. On top of that, officials say winds will gust to 70 or 80 kilometers an hour in the afternoon and into the evening. Now, these conditions may lead to power outages and hazardous driving conditions. Officials say exactly where and when the storm will hit remains uncertain. Speaking of the weather, there is a warning about water levels. 
Yes, all this rainy weather we've had in our melting snow means local water levels are on the rise. Now, the Upper Thames River Conservation Authority says levels in the watershed were expected to peak late last night and into today. They're expected to stay high over the weekend and into early next week. Serious flooding is not expected, but low-lying floodplain areas may be inundated. Officials are urging everyone to use extreme caution around watercourses and to keep children and pets away. The UTRCA also says it's not safe to take shelter along riverbanks or in low-lying areas prone to flooding. It's also important to stay off any ice as it will be weakened from the conditions. Let's uh, talk money again because uh, this is a funny story. South Carolina's top accountant is eating some crow. Yeah, talk about a bad day at work. South Carolina Comptroller General Richard Ekstrom says he will resign next month after a $3.5 billion U.S. accounting error was made in the year-end financial report he oversaw. Now, Ekstrom's decision to leave the job he had for two decades came after intense scrutiny of his performance following the mistake and amid rising calls for him to either quit or be removed. Now, the resignation comes years after he mocked other state officials over their accounting (laughs) abilities with an accounting for dummies book. Maybe he could have read a chapter himself. Now, the report concluded he was solely responsible for the mapping error, which happened during the state's transition to a new internal information system from 2011 to 2017. Oh, boy. I love to see it. Uh, Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1580, what are believed to be the first bombs were tossed at the town of Gulderland, Germany. In 1603, the Elizabethan era ended in England with the death of Queen Elizabeth I. Her death not only marked the end of an era, it also marked the end of the Tudor line of rulers. In 1670, silver and copper coins were minted for use in Canada. In 1890, U.S. scientist John Rock was born. He developed the birth control pill in 1944. In 1900, work began on the New York City subway system. In 1936, the Detroit Red Wings won the longest game in NHL history, Mud Brunto's goal at 16.30 of the sixth overtime gave the Wings a one nothing win over the Montreal Maroons. The Stanley Cup semifinal game ended at 2.25 a.m. on March the 25th. In 1944, in what became known as the Great Escape, it took place when 76 Allied prisoners escaped from a German prisoner of war camp through a man-made tunnel. Only three of the escapees made it home. 50 were captured and murdered. 23 were returned to prison camps. The story inspired the 1963 movie starring Steve McQueen. In 1975, the beaver became Canada's official symbol. In 1989, the second worst offshore oil spill in U.S. history occurred as the supertanker Exxon Valdez ran aground in Alaska's Prince William Sound and began leaking 41 million liters of crude. The worst oil uh, spill was the Deepwater Horizon oil platform disaster in the Gulf of Mexico in April of 2010. On this day in 2004, the European Union declared Microsoft guilty of abusing its near monopoly with 
windows to foil competitors in other markets to hit the software giant with a record fine of $613 million. In 2011, Canadian fighter jets took part for the first time in air attacks to help enforce the UN's no-fly zone over Libya. They helped drive tanks loyal to Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi out of Misrata. The Canadian raid reportedly destroyed an ammunition depot. On this day in 2020, the Summer Olympics were officially postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe said the IOC agreed to delay the uh, games for by about one year. And on this day in 2021, one of the world's biggest cargo ships turned sideways and blocked all traffic in the Suez Canal. It's not clear what caused the ship to turn sideways, but high winds may have been to blame. Happy birthday to Kida, who turns 56 today. You share a birthday with David Suzuki, who turns 87. Tommy Hilfiger is 72. Laura Flynn Boyle turns 53. Jim Parsons is 50. Peyton Manning is 47. And Jessica Chastain is 46.